if you turn on your TV, if you turn to a news broadcast, if you're looking through social media, reading magazines, publications, newspapers, wherever you turn to, go out in the public and just look around. Our world is rapidly changing, and it is not for the better. We are in a state of rapid decline, and we need to see it, and we need to acknowledge it, but more importantly, we need to understand it. So the title of today's message is Perilous Times Will Come. Look at somebody and say, they're coming and you can't stop it. 2 Timothy 3.1 defines this. I'll read from the King James. This I know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Now, not only are perilous times coming, but when they come, it is a sign of the times. I believe and I'm consistent with most belief in the religious world today that we are in the last days. Can you say amen? I'm going to jump over to the New Living Translation because I think it says this very simplistically, and I think it helps us to better see and focus and understand what we're seeing in the world around us. Verse 2 says, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, Boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited. Lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Listen to this. Having a form of godliness but denying its power. Now, that last one I'm going to draw, what, what does that mean, form of godliness? So, basically, that's your guy that it looks like a good person. It looks like good people. But they deny the ability of the power of God to be able to change and transform you. So, Anyone who denies Christ is the anti-Christ spirit. So you're either for him or you're against him. If you're not for Christ, you're automatically against Christ. Did you hear that? So that's the form of godliness, but they're doing good things. They're helping so many people. They're such nice people. They're, but they are denying Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So they are not for Christ. Therefore, they are antichrist. Yes, yes. We've got to draw some lines in the sand. We have to understand who's who in the world that we're living in. Or we're not going to understand what they're up to. So you hear all of this, and you're like, oh, hear Jesus. You know, how, how should we react? Pastor, 
How are we supposed to respond? Bishop, tell us what to do. Next verse, please. In the NIV, it says, have nothing to do with such people. You wanted the answer? There it is. I'll read from the New Living Transition. Stay away from people like that. What's that mean, Pastor? I mean, some of y'all are going to have to lose a few friends. You might have to find some other circles to hang out with. There are dividing lines that are going to... Listen, there's going to be hot and cold. You will no longer be able to stay in the middle. Verse 12 says, and everyone, say everyone, who wants to live a godly life in Christ, Jesus, will suffer persecution. If you want to make a stand for what's right, if you want to confess Christ as your Savior, if you want to have the life of Christ, you will suffer persecution. That's going to happen. People will say things about you. People won't like you. People may come against you. It will happen. Not it might happen. It could happen. We'll pray it doesn't happen. It will happen. And then it'll be very frustrating because it'll seem like you're doing everything right and things seem like they're going wrong, but evil people, the next verse, and impostors will flourish. The guys who are doing it wrong, the guys who are cheating, the guys who are doing everything the way they're not supposed to be doing it, seems like they're going to flourish. It says they will deceive others and will themselves be deceived. We see it in our leaders. We see it in our schools. We see it in our mainstream media. Listen, we even see it in some of our church organizations and denominations. Pastor, what do we do? I'm glad you asked because this is in verse 14. Right here, read on. But you must remain faithful to the things you've been taught. What do you do in a world that's changing? What do you do when things are going south? You must remain faithful to the things you have been taught. Why? Because you know they are true. For you know you can trust those who taught you. You've been taught the Holy Scriptures from childhood, and they have given you the wisdom to receive the salvation that comes by trusting in Christ Jesus. All Scripture, say all Scripture, is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true. I don't need CNN. I don't need social media. I don't need publications to tell me what the truth is. The Scriptures tell us what is true, and it says here to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to every good work. That's what the Word says. But there's so much panic. There's so much fear. Right now, every, I mean, I've never heard so much stuff because of everything that's going on in Israel. You know, oh, some are saying this war with Israel. And maybe it's the beginning of Ezekiel 38. Panic. Oh, my God. Ah! What if it is? What if it is? It very well could be. You can't say it's not. 
So what if it is? What are we going to do? Luke 22, verse 8. Jesus replied, he said, watch out that you're not deceived. For many will come in my name claiming I am he, the time is near. Do not follow them. When you hear, when you hear, not if you hear, when you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. When you hear of wars, I don't care if it's Ezekiel 38, I don't care if it's Armageddon. When you hear of wars and uprisings, that means wars and uprisings are going to happen. Do not be frightened. Say it again. Do not be frightened. The scriptures say these things must happen first. But the end will not come right away. Then he said to them, nations will rise against nations, kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines, and pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. Are you ready for this? Everyone will hate you because of me. That's going to happen. But look at this provision of Scripture. But not a hair of your head will perish. The pastor, what do I do? The next scripture, stand firm and you will win life. Then Jesus draws back and he tells him a parable. He says, look at the fig tree. Anytime you see a fig tree, they're talking about Israel. And all the trees, when they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is new. Even so, when you see these things happening, you know the kingdom of God is near. Oh, the end is near. Oh, my God, what do we do? I'm seeing this on TV right now, even on Christian channels, on radios. I'm listening. What are we going to do? Uh, read your Bible, and you'll know exactly what to do. Are we supposed to be frightened? So let's take that one off the table. Are we supposed to stand firm? Has anything changed? Jesus, same yesterday, today, forever. Hebrews 13, 8, right? Same Jesus, different time. It's not like he didn't tell us what was going to happen. These things must happen first. They're going to happen. But he does give a warning. Listen to me. Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing and drunkenness and the anxieties of life. And that day will close suddenly on you like a trap. For it will come on all those who live on the face of the earth. Be always on the watch and pray that you may be able to escape all that is about to happen. And that you may be able to stand before the Son of Man. And if for you can stand in front of the man, you, that means you better get your heart right. And keep it right. Three things here. Watch, pray, and stand. What do we do? Watch, pray, and stand. Pastor, what do we do? Watch for what? Signs of the times. Pray. The Bible says, have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying. You've got to learn to listen to God, to His Holy Spirit. He'll give you instruction on what to do through these times.
And the last, stand. How do you stand? In faith. Anytime it says stand, he's talking about faith. You believe in God, also believe in me. Stand in faith. And after you've done all to stand, what are you supposed to do? Stand. What does a believer do? He believes. What does a swimmer do? What does a believer do? Stand in faith. Now, here's a statement you won't want to hear, but I still have to say it. Now, you might as well go ahead and prepare yourself now because things are going to continually get worse until Christ returns. You keep praying for him to get better, you're wasting your time. These things must happen first. It's going to happen. Now, you can keep praying and wasting your breath all you want. You better be praying for wisdom and those things he told you to, how to escape from these things, how the Lord will keep you safe, right? Give you wisdom on what to do. But if you read your Bible, you will see throughout that you have the favor and protection of God throughout this entire process. I actually had somebody say to me the day, what if they cut off my head? I had to bite my tongue. I said there'd be a lot less negativity. No, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. Kept that to myself. What if they cut off my head? You're not going to remember. Let me tell you something, before you can even realize the blade went all the way through your neck, you'll be standing in the presence of Jesus hearing, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. I mean, that's the worst thing that can happen. Perilous times will come, but God's grace is already in position to be able to provide everything you will ever need to get through them. Just know that. Somebody say, God's got a plan. 2 Thessalonians 3, 3 from the NIV says it best. You ready? But the Lord is faithful, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. That's a promise from God. That's where your faith stands. That's how you stand firm, because you understand the faithfulness of God. People get you in full of anxiety. They start talking and get you scared, and they're wanting to watch the news channels 24-7, report every little detail that happens. See, yes, just going down just like the Bible said it would. Are you watching? Are you praying? Are you standing? (laughs) Now you know what to tell them. Let me put it this way. You are his witnesses, right, throughout Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world, right? Aren't you the witnesses? So you're under the witness protection plan. Yeah. He gave you a new identity. Changed your address. Your address is in heaven now. You are under the witness protection plan. And can I tell you something? See, sometimes if you can't see things through the eyes of faith, you're going to miss opportunity. I don't want anybody here to ever miss an opportunity. Every time you see an adversary, you should also see an opportunity. 
Every time you see a tribulation, you also, there should be a celebration. What are you talking about, Pastor? Because there can't be a victory without first winning a battle. And Christ has already defeated the enemy, so all you have to do is just stand and let it happen. Thank you for the three amens and praise God's. Ephesians 6. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you, know, you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, rulers of darkness in this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand in that evil day, in that evil day, in that evil day. You can withstand in that evil day. You, when, if, Now that you suited up, you can withstand. So then having done all to stand, stand. Because with the armor, you can withstand. And with withstanding, you can stand. And when you've done it all, you can still stand. Are you listening to me? God's already equipped you with everything you'll need to withstand for the fight of faith. Remember everything that you were taught. Everything. You can go back to vacation Bible school in the second grade. That word's just as fresh now as it was right then. It's just as real then as... Remember, we used to hear all this. They talked about all this stuff was going to happen in high school. And it sounded like something out of a space movie, right? You know, oh, this is going to happen. The whole earth will be able to hear the word of God. How's the whole world going to hear the word? We didn't have a cell phone. You know, we couldn't even think that far ahead. Gospel will be preached in every nation. How could it reach the world? It says there will be no place to hide. How could there not be? With the tracking devices they have, now guess what? There's no place to hide. All these things that sounded like fairy tales back then are unfolding before our eyes. Why are we so surprised that God was telling us the truth? Instead, we should be more convinced than we've ever been, and we should be more excited than we'll ever be. <laughs> I hope I'm helping somebody today. <laughs> uh, having your loins girt about with truth, say truth. Having on the breastplate of righteousness, say righteousness. Feet shod with the preparation of gospel of peace, say peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, say faith. And take the helmet of salvation. Say salvation. And the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Say the Word of God. Aren't these the tools of the trade? Stand therefore. For when you're standing for the truth, you're standing in truth. When you're standing for righteousness, you are in righteousness. When you're standing for peace, you are in the preparation of peace. When you're standing for faith, you're standing in faith. When you're standing for salvation, you're standing in salvation. When you're standing for the Word, you're standing in the Word. There's no shortcuts to success. There's just consistency and perseverance. You have to stay consistent, and you have to persevere. Now listen to this in John 14, 1. We read it all the time at funerals. But, but listen, Jesus sent us a clear message here. He sends us a clear message. 
Because he knows these times will come, these perilous times will come. He knows when this comes out on the earth, our human flesh is going to freak out. He knows this. So he sends us messages to let you know he's got it worked out. He's got a plan. He's got your back. And the key statement is the first statement of the Scripture in John 14, 1. Do not let your hearts be troubled. So quiet in here today. You believe in God, also believe in me. Then he goes to tell you about the plan. About how, you know, in my father's house there's many rooms. And he starts talking about he goes to prepare the place. And he'll come back for you. But the takeaway Statement here is don't let your hearts be troubled. Yeah, nobody likes to see bombs going off. Nobody likes to see thousands of people dying. You'll never get used to that, and you'll never like it, and you never should. But you shouldn't be afraid, and you shouldn't be troubled by it. You should be confirmed by it. Can I break it down? So, so when you see the word troubled here, if you look it up in the context it's used, the word terrasso, it simply means properly to put in motion, to agitate, to shake, to set in motion what needs to remain still at ease. You're supposed to be at ease, but you're, you're sitting there setting things in agitation mode, causing inner perplexity, emotional agitation from what? Getting too stirred up inside. Parentheses, upset. It's okay to watch the news because you need to know what's going on, but don't be upset by it. You have to watch out for that stuff or that stuff gets down in your spirit and it will trouble you, agitate you, and it will get into your mind and your psyche and it will cloud your thinking and your decisions. So I want to say it this way. Be aware, but never be afraid. What's Jesus saying here? He says, I've already got a plan for you. I've got you. How much clearer can he be? I'm trying to bring comfort to this congregation today. I'm trying to bring clarity in the midst of turmoil. And these prophetic events that are unfolding before us, don't be surprised that they're happening. They will happen. They have to happen first before the end can come. We're in the last days. When is the last day? No man knows that. So you better live like it's now. It might be before I come off the stage. It may be before I say amen for the next prayer. No one knows the day or the hour. So what do we do? We live like we're ready. Matthew 5, 14. In this time, here's our assignment. I'm going to close with this because I think this is the time we need to hear this and we need to be instructed by it. You are the light of the world, a town built on a hill that cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand. And it gives light to everyone in the house. Don't miss this. Verse 16. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Listen to me. The world's getting darker. Amen? And the darker it gets, the brighter your light's going to shine. The darker it is outside, the brighter the light shows up, right? So it's going to attract some attention. So remember, watch, pray, 
stand and shine. Say it. Watch, pray, stand and shine. One more time. Watch, pray, stand and shine. You're the beacon of light that this world needs to be able to find their way. Can I say it this way? You may be the only light someone may ever see. So I'm going to take us back to Vacation Bible School. Everybody hold your finger up. Sing it with me. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Wiggle it. This little light of mine, flames move. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Come on, say it with me. Won't let Satan hoof it out. I'm going to let it shine. Won't let Satan hoof it out. I'm going to let it shine. Won't let Satan hoof it out. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine. Hide it under a bush, oh no. I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bush, oh no. I'm gonna let it shine. Hide it under a bush, oh no. I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine. Let it shine. Come on, one more time. This little light on my... Come on, put them both up. I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. <laughs> I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine. I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Come on, give yourself a big hand out there. Come on, God's got you. You've got nothing to worry about. He's still King of Kings. He's still Lord of Lords. And He still has you. He still reigns supreme. And at the end, remember, God wins. God bless you, everyone. I hope this helped you today.